morning, um, House of Destiny. Um, the message we're going to be coming to you today um, is titled, Woe to Ye Shepherds. Woe to Ye Shepherds. We're going to be coming beginning out of the um, book of Amos. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. It's being laid on me. Um, this was supposed to be um, my New Year's message, but we're going to speak it into the atmosphere anyway. Um, because I've been warning, I, I, I see the condition in the, in the situations in our society, and, you know, even in the church. And I'm, like, wondering to myself and been pondering as I've been studying, like, God, why is things the way that they is? Why is your power not being manifest on a high level, which is supposed to be manifesting in the last days? Where have your body of believers, where have we gone astray that we're not walking around with the power and the authority in the earth as of the, um, the first beginners of the church who was the apostles? Like Peter. Peter was able to heal the sick just by a shadow touching people. Where's this power being demonstrated in the earth? And why are the ones who've been called not demonstrating that? And one thing I've learned about the Bible is everything always started with Israel. Israel is a representation and the blueprint of the church as a whole. So sometimes we don't understand the Bible because we don't put ourselves in the Bible. We look at and read certain people and we don't understand that those people are attached to us spiritually as well as some of us physically. You understand? So when we study the scriptures, one way to help you get understanding is put yourself in the mindset with these people. You understand? So we're going to look at Israel this morning, starting with um, Amos um, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. When you have it, say amen. And it reads, Hear this word that the, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against ye, O children of Israel. Talking about the church. Although... Against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. You see, as Israel, as we are, being the called out ones, we, we, we have a, um, an assignment in this earth. You understand? You ever wondered why you can be, let's take it for example, you're a born again believer. Okay? You ever wonder why you can go out here and commit a sin? And then somebody that's not believing and not knowing God can go and create and do the same sin. It seems like sometimes it seems like the, the one that don't know God are connected to them, they get blessed by the sins that they do, the weakness that they do. And then it seems like as soon as you step out of line, you constantly have judgment coming to you. Why is that? Because you've been called. You've been chosen. You accepted Christ. You're a new creature. The old ways are done away with inside of you, supposedly. You understand? That's why your chastisement comes quick. You understand? That's what it was for the children of Israel. God never dealt with, uh, dealt with any other nation or any other race. Because nation means race. God never dealt with any other people in the earth. Everything about the Bible. You want to understand the true mysteries of the Bible? Follow the path of Israel. You understand? Everything lines up with Israel. Israel was the people that God decided to use to bring back his redemption of mankind as a whole back to himself. Even Jesus, our Messiah, he came through Israel. You got to catch that. But, so here it is, we know that the church, being the people of God, I'm looking at what, what, what caused these people to err. And then I begin to study deeper, I begin to see what caused these people to err. And the same thing is going on in our society and in our churches as a whole in the hour and the times that we're living in. Flip with me right quick to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34, chapter 34, verses 1 through 5. We're going to see what God has to say about 
what's going on in this earth. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 5. I try to keep everything updated so if you didn't catch it, you know, look at the screen up there and it should have the Bible verse up there for you. When you have to say amen. And the word, and it reads, excuse me, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy. The word prophesy means here means to preach against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, preach and say unto them, thus says the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to you shepherds of Israel that feed themselves. Now when you're talking about woe to the shepherds of Israel, he's talking to the pastors, the leaders, the dignitaries that's over the house of God. This is who he's sending out this rebuke against. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that feed themselves. Notice he said they feed themselves. I mean, they ain't feeding the flock what they're supposed to know. Why? Because they're self-seeking. They have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat, which is the good portions, and you clothe you with the wool, and you kill them that are fed. Talking about the flock, the people that you're supposed to be feeding, but you feed not the flock. You know, being that I've been under leaders in the past, one thing that always got to me was, you sit here and talk to them, it's like sometimes they don't want to let the people know. They always try to spoon feed you understanding. You understand? A real shepherd won't do that. A real shepherd have what we have, I call like emancipation. He want to do what I call, he want his people to prosper. You understand? He wants his people to have more, achieve more, do more inside and outside the house than even him. That's what a real father would do for his kids. You understand? They don't sit there and even know, they don't understand that the enlightenment that you receive, the word of God, the intellectual ability you have to flow through the scriptures, that didn't come from you. That's a gift given by God. And he didn't give that gift to you for you to just sit on it and absorb it and eat the fat of it for yourself. He gave it to you so that you can feed your flock. You ever wonder why your people ain't growing to the point where they're supposed to be growing? Look at what you're feeding them. Are you feeding them the truth? Are you giving them deeper revelation of the word? Or are you always withdrawing and holding back? Well, they ain't ready for that. Say, so who? You got people under you that's ready for the next level. You lose people in the church because they get bored of hearing the same old stuff. No revelatory understanding. All right, but let us continue. So they're self-seeking. They have their own agendas. They put profit before duty. I ain't going to tell you what you need to hear. I mean, that you need to hear from the God that's going to keep you out of the lake of fire and the coming destructions. I'm going to tell you what it's going to do to, itch, to um, please your itching ears. Why? Because they do it for profit, not because of the duty. As long as I keep these pews filled, I'm going to continue to make bank. You understand? I was riding through Spartanburg the other day, and I, 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 I was riding up 56. And I started laughing within myself because I looked to the right. Here's one little church, very little small church. And then two or three buildings down before, below it, another church. And I'm saying to myself, man, what is it with all these churches? You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be a body of Christ. We're supposed to be one. We're supposed to be walking out of the same faith, following the same doctrine, but we're so segregated. Sunday mornings is the most segregated time in this country. And it ain't got nothing to do with white or black as much as it got to do with religion. You understand? Because we follow these religions, we will allow ourselves to be placed in a, in a position of oppression. And I'm going to get to that. Let's continue in um, 34, 1 through 5. 
Amongst the flock, look 34, the disease have you not strengthened. Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with what? Force. And what? Cruelty. Have you ruled them? Force and cruelty. You see, you're beating on your people with a stick. You understand? Force and cruelty. What a love and compassion that. Do you have love and compassion on your members when they fall? But you will be reversal. When you fall, you want people to open up their bowels of compassion unto you. But where is your compassion when it's on the other end and they looking on the mercy seat? But then when you're on the mercy seat, you want people to fall back in love on you. Leaders, shepherds. One thing you got to understand. When they, when they, when they read you with, with, with force and cruelty like that, that places the people where you should be free, where you should be enjoying the gift of salvation and the spirit of liberty which comes in Christ, you suffer what's called spiritual oppression. It becomes burdensome. You're in a spiritual bondage placed on you by what you under. Next thing I want to go to. You don't have to flip those on the screen. Jeremiah 23, 1 and 2. Just to keep you from having to work. I'll work a little bit extra for myself. All right. Jeremiah 30, 23, verse 1 and 2 says, Woe be unto the pastors. Talking about these same leaders of Israel, the same leaders of the church, the same ones that have all these congregations divided, even within our country, even within our society. Woe be unto you, the pastors, that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor. This says the Lord. Therefore, this says the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, you have scattered my flock, and have driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, says the Lord. See, I like that. Everybody thinking coming into a new year, another prosperous time, people going to gather on New Year's Eve, you're going to have some preacher standing up there giving you some hope, some false hope, hoopla, understanding what God said, he's going to send, bring a sword to this world, you understand? But his judgment is going to start in his house first. You understand? All them little sheep and wolf cl- the wolves and sheep clothing, excuse me, that's been leading the people astray, that's been feeding people that, 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 that wine, that wine is what I call false doctrine, false teachings, that came from understanding that wasn't included in the Bible. God about to see you for that. You understand? One thing I learned, I heard in the paradigm, the pastors always preach about this paradigm shift that's coming into the earth. It's going to be a paradigm shift. The shift is happening right now. As the world continues to morally decay, in wickedness, God's raising up children of the, just like Joshua. People that's going to take a stand for righteousness in the earth. People that ain't going to be bought by your gold and silver. They ain't going to be sister. They ain't going to shut their mouth preaching the truth. You understand? Because folks out here thirsty. It's me that's in this congregation right now. You've been part of other churches. But your spirit wasn't fed. You're hungry. You're thirsty. Your leaders have left you famished. You want something greater. You know it's more to God than what you've seen and heard. You know it's more to God than, than the hoop, than the slap your neighbor, than the dancing and shouting, speaking in tongues, which we ignorantly talk about speaking in tongues, not even understanding what actually happened in the day of Pentecost, or why the tongues were split the way they was when the Spirit fell upon them. Another verse of Scripture I want to go to, Jeremiah, 
uh, chapter 12, verse 10. I got it on the screen for you. You don't have to flip there. You can read it. Many pastors, mm-hmm, they thought they wasn't zimp. Like I said in my last sermon, man, I, I've been at a Christian school where I ain't ran across nothing but all these people talking about they, they want to be pastors. They want to be ministers. Quit the one to flop back here behind a pulpit to teach the people. Are they doing it because they truly been called? Because most people I ran against that truly been called, they spend most of their life running from this. They don't want to be a part of this. They don't want to lead people. But the ones that want it, they do it because they know that uh, church is profitable. It's a means of making money. i never forget hearing this renowned minister, I ain't going to call no name, from Florida, come up there, and his, his old message was about preaching, talking about this is how I make my living. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, he bragging about his big congregation, and this was how he make his living. Pipping the people. God help us. Let me, let me, let me continue before I get lost up in here. Flip with me right quick to Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah chapter 5, <clears throat> verses 13 through 14. Y'all have to bear with me. I got to teach this thing the way it was given to me. Because we allow ourselves not to be taught and trained in the, in the, in the, in the scriptures the way we're supposed to, this is what God had to say about his people. When he's referencing Israel, think about Israel being a church then and think about the time that we, and equate it to the time that we're living now. It's the same thing. Because Ecclesiastes said there's nothing new under the sun. So if the church was affected by these type of things then, they're going to be affected by these type of things now. And number 5 and 13 says, Therefore, my people are going into captivity. Captivity here means bondage. You understand? For some of us, we're in spiritual bondage. Because we're engulfed in sin because we ain't being pastored the right way. You understand? And understand this. When I, when I talk about this subject, I'm just talking about church in whole. I'm not pointing out no independent ministry. Definitely not talking about this house because I know we're getting fed, right? You understand? So let me clear that up right quick. So therefore my people are going into captivity because they have no what? And they're honorable men. That means they 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 peace. They men of renown. Those that's famous amongst them are what? Famished. Famished. That means that they hunger. They're in thirst. Uh, thirst for what? Thirst for knowledge. Thirst for understanding. So if, the, if your leaders don't have no knowledge and understanding, then what are they throwing at you? They're preaching a bunch of watered-down doctrine that they might have went in YouTube or got off the internet. That's what they bring into to the church. You know what I'm saying? Where they understand it coming from? Are they being led by the Spirit of the Most High? You got to ask yourself that. Your honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with what? Thirst. Listen to this. This is what caught me, man. I like, wow. Therefore, what? Hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure, and the glory. And their multitude and their pomp, which is their pride, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. Because you're not being instructed the way you're supposed to be instructed by precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, because you're not getting the understanding of God the right way that the Bible outlines for you to understand. It says that hell hasn't lost itself. I know one part of hell means the pit or the grave. Another part of hell, what you've got to understand here, spiritual people, hell is a condition. Hell is a state of mind. You understand? 
Some of y'all living in hell right now just by the condition and the lifestyle that you're living in. Why? Because you are engulfed. You are in spiritual bondage. You understand? And until you repent of those sins and come out of it, hell's going to continue to enlarge. That means you're going to get deeper and deeper into your dark circumstances. You understand that? I'm good. Let me continue. Can you see what God has to say about all this? Flip me right down. Because now I know what's the cause of it. We know that the leaders was off straight. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible does so much rebuking of the leaders of Israel in the old time. That's, that's the church leader. God rebuked them so much in the Old Testament that really it, it, it was profound. I couldn't even list all the scriptures <laughs> and cover them all this morning with you. All the scriptures that God had speaking against the leaders of the house of Israel. Take note of that, some of y'all that's itching to want to be a leader, to want to be out front. Make sure your life lines up. Fill me Isaiah 28. Still continue what God got to say about these leaders and how they messed the church up. It's crazy. In some places in this society, man, church ain't no different than the world. You can't tell the difference between them. When God called you to be a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, and told you to be an alien in this world, to live as an alien, it seemed like the church lost that identity. They say, you know what, we want everything. That's our, that's our all-inclusive doctrine. Come on to them as you are. In the beginning, that might be so, but once you taste the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, there should be some change to come up in your life. Isaiah 28. We're going to go through 7 through 15. When you have it, say amen. And it reads, But they also erred through wine and through strong drink. When you talk about wine and strong drink, that means they erred through doctrines. You understand that? They weren't teaching, this says the word of the Lord. They were going off of their own vain imaginations, going off their own See, and we're going to get to a scripture that's going to explain that. Strong drink. Uh, out of the way, the priest and the prophet had erred through strong drink, through doctrine. They are swallowed up with that doctrine or that wine, their false teaching. They are out of the way through those teachings. They erred in vision. The Bible said that without vision, people perish. So if your vision is distorted, then what are you leading your masses to? You understand? What, are you leading them to a pit? Apparently, you're going about to fall in one if you ain't got no vision you can't see. They stumble in what? Judgment. For all the tables are full of vomit and filthiness. So there is no place clean. Inside these what I call harlot houses. You little religious houses. It's full of vomit. The tables that set is talking about the word that's being taught in them. It's full of mess. You understand? It ain't nowhere clean. You understand? It, it baffles me over the last two months how much God has been showing me about some of the false teachers that's been in the earth. That's been, and I'm going to show you through the scripts. That's why I got to get through this message. I'm going to show you, Christ showed you where this stuff, this stuff was going to take place at, where it was going to come from. And I'm going to get to that before we, we finish today. I'm going to get to that before we finish today. Mm. Mess my little mind up dealing with this. Another scripture I want us to go to. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 29. We're going to be walking today, so I just hope y'all bear with me. 
I'm like this. God kept me up early in the morning to get this message in. And then I'm going to make sure I give it to y'all the whole way. So if I take time out my my personal life to, to get to receive, then I'm going to give. Y'all just have to bear witness with it. <coughs> nine through th- Isaiah 29, 9 through 13. Still talking about this wine. You gonna understand this wine ain't nothing but, but false doctrine. It was false doctrine back then because the church was trying to conform itself to the world around them. And it's still the same false doctrine in the church today. Leading the masses astray. We just celebrated a holiday, didn't we, this past week? What, what was the holiday called? Christmas. I hope y'all had a good time with Christmas. You know, I'm going to put it out there. Me and my family had a good time too, but we ain't celebrate no Christmas. You understand? Because I did the research on it. That ain't nothing but a pagan holiday that came into the Bible. That ain't nothing but a commercialized holiday, and that's what we call it in my house. Yeah, I bought my kids gifts, but I told them it was a holiday. Daddy wanted to bless you. Ain't nothing got to do with no Santa Claus. You understand? Jeremiah, I think, chapter 10, the one preached about going out there in the field, cutting down a tree, decking it with silver and gold. He said, don't, don't, don't be like the heathen. But we preach this madness every year to our children. And it's been growing up in our families generation to generation. Why? Because nobody in our families had the backbone to say, you know what? This wrong. You can't take the things of this world put God's name to it and then all of a sudden call it blessed. It never works. You understand? So while you're over there operating in spiritual fornication, worshiping some deity from Babylonian times that you know nothing about, Satan's in the corner laughing at you. You got all this stuff going on, but all your, your, your actions... All your worship is in vain. Prophets, you nothing. Let me continue. 29, 9 and 13. Stay yourselves and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger. Still talking about these leaders. Still talking about the ones that follow them. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured out upon them the spirit of deep what? Sleep. They sleeping. And had closed their what? Eyes, the prophets and the rulers, the seers, have he covered. And the vision of all is becoming unto you as the words of a book that is what? Sealed. They ain't got no understanding of the truth. They going on what they learn because they research and find it for somebody else. They ain't got no revelatory word. That's why the only thing they can do every Sunday is teach you this emotional doctrine to get you hyped up in your flesh. Then you go out there and say, bust your head open with a sledgehammer. You back on your face crying, belly aching. Why me, God? Has thou forsaken me? No. You didn't want to receive chastisement. You got eating ears. Second Timothy four three. You eat to yourself, teachers. That's gonna pacify your flesh. You don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to hear wages of sin is death. My God. This is what a guy had to say about these people. Drunk. Got no vision. They can't see. They can't hear the word of truth when it's coming to them. Wherefore much, as these people draw near to me with their mouth. They in church every Sunday. Praise you God. Hallelujah. And with their lips they do honor me. They have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the what? Precepts of men. You ain't got no godly fear. Your fear and understanding of the Most High God came by some doctrine, 
some philosophy that some man gave you. When you got access to the throne of grace for yourself. When Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have life more abundant. The life of God that God promised you is in his law, statute, and commandments. It's in his word. The word became flesh. You understand? Mm. Let's go to Isaiah. Still flowing in Isaiah. This stuff gets good, man. Isaiah chapter 56. Let's get it. Isaiah 56. When you get there, we're going to do Isaiah 56, verses 10 through 12. When God called you to, to, the, to the ministry, when God ordained you and called you to feed his people, he called you to be a watchman over your people. You understand? There is a such thing as a fivefold ministry in the house. And every office of that fivefold ministry has to work and it has to align itself and work together so that it can bring full edification to the body. You understand? So within every house, you're going to have somebody that's, that's, that's a watchman. You understand? Because that's what we've been called to be. We're supposed to be watchmen over, over our brethren. Let's look, get, get number 10. Let's look at these watchmen. 10 through 12. But because they lack understanding, because they're following after that strong wine or that strong drink, that false doctrine, false teachings, look what happened to the watchmen. His watchmen are what? They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. <laughs> God called them dumb dogs. And it goes even deeper than that because you're going to find out in the New Testament when Jesus was dealing with the um, was a Canaanite woman, he called her a dog. Something about being called a dog by the master that just don't sit right. <laughs> they cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slander. Loving, let's get number 11. Listen to them. Yeah, they are greedy dogs, which never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their what? Own way. They ain't looking to God. What are they looking to? Their own way. Everyone for what? His game. His own game for his quarters. You want to know the difference between a true shepherd? A true shepherd is one that's going to pastor his flock. Even when a member or a flock runs and gets scattered, He's going to go try to make amends and pass that relationship up and bring them back into the fold. That's what a watchman do. That's what a true pastor do. But most guys we see out here in these, 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 these harlot houses, they ain't watchmen. They ain't true shepherds. They're hirelings. That means just like that brother from Florida said, this is how he make his money. You understand? So being that he's a hireling, being that he's doing it for profit, do you actually think he's going to be one like Christ, the true shepherd? You think he's going to be one like John? says it's going to be one that's going to be willing to lay down his life for the sheep. That'll be the, that'll be the main shepherd that'll flee when disaster comes and leave you holding the ball. You understand? You better wake up in these, these holler houses and understand what you under. The Bible says try the spirit by the spirit. <laughs> you better try what you under. Want to know why? Because it's more important than anything. Why? Because your eternal salvation, whether you go to the lake of fire, or whether you dwell with Christ in his kingdom to come, it is weighted on how you walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's too much responsibility for me to put in the man of any hand. I mean, um, put in the hands of any man when I got access to the throne of grace for myself. Wake, wake up and hear what we, what, what's being said. Next verse of scripture I want to go to is Micah. Still talking about these prophets of old. Because we understand it. 
Ecclesiastes again. There's nothing new under the sun. If it affected the church then, it's affecting it now. You don't have to go there. But we will come on. It's going to be on the screen. Michael chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. And it reads, Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people err, that bite with their teeth, and then cry peace. You bite them with your teeth, then you cry peace. Uh, peace. When you're sitting there ruling, ruling them with force and cruelty. And he put it not into their mouth. They even prepare war against him. Let me stop right there. Prepare war against him. This goes on in the body of Christ so much, so often, especially from a leader. You understand? What do you mean by prepare war with them? Go to some houses, some of these harlot houses, and try to go against the doctrine that's, that's being taught there. Go to some of these harlot houses and try to speak up when you see stuff out of order and that, that's not lining up with the word of God. Watch how they make war with you. Watch how they sit up here and throw a boat at your head from the pulpit, making war with you. You sit there, you don't, they, they, they tell you to pay um, an offering or something at, at some type of service. Don't pay that offering and see how they come at your heart. You understand? They're, making, they're commercializing the gospel, but they're making merchandise out of you. You understand? That's why I love what this ministry do. With outreach, even with the video ministry, we don't charge nobody nothing to receive the word of God. Did Christ charge the world when he came and brought him salvation? He freely gave it to all those that was willing to receive it. So why are we commercializing the word of God when we're supposed to be evangelists? Why are we sitting up here pimping our people, you know what I'm saying? Pulling on them. We don't move forward, place them under spiritual oppression and bondage when they're supposed to be free in Christ. See, that's man's doing. That has nothing to do with the Spirit of God. Understand the difference. <sighs> Let me continue. This all uh, scripture you want to get to. Jeremiah, um, again, I got this on the screen, so don't worry about going there. Just speed up time. Write it down in your notes. You need to. Jeremiah chapter 5. Verses 30 through 31. Still talking about these pre these prophets. Mm. These leaders. Warn to you shepherds. And it reads, A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy. Prophesy means to preach falsely. And the priests bear rule by their own means. Mm. And my people, this 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 for you people. To talk about the leaders already. Let me get on you, you folks. Let me read it again. A wonderful, horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their own means, and my people love to have it so. Mm. And what will you do in the end thereof? So here it is. <laughs> you got these wolves in sheep clothes. They're giving you an emotional high. Doctrine is flawed. They ain't teaching with true understanding. But then, you and the flock, you used to it. You love it to be like that. You tell them, don't come at me strong. Don't teach me the way the way it should be taught. How in the world can you know something that's not round up right, but you accept it to be so? And then you wonder why you, your, your life is in the hell that it's in. Hmm. Crazy. Let me get through this. Let me get through this. Another verse I want to go to. Jeremiah. When you flip on down, Jeremiah, Jeremiah excuse me, chapter 5, verse 21. Hear what God has to say about the people now. We, we moved away from the ministers, from the prophets, from the overseers. Let's deal with the people a little bit. 
This is what God had to say about the people that's under them. Because they got, they done grown so immune to it that it, they become okay with them. That false teaching has become okay. This is what he has to say. Jeremiah 5 and 21. Hear now this, O foolish people, call you foolish, and without understanding, <laughs> which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. That's the whole house of Israel. That's the church. You go read Ezekiel, it talks about the valley of dry bones. It talks about how they sitting there, die, they dried out, have no spirit in them. Then when you go in there, you talk about uh, Romans, Paul even talked about Israel a little bit. Still talking about the church. How they had, um, God had placed on them um, a deep sleep that they slumber. They had eyes but can't see, ears but can't hear. That's the condition of the church today. That's the reason why we ain't got no power. That's the reason why we ain't making a change. That's the reason why this country is falling between the cracks and it's going to get worse. You understand? That's the reason why we're looking at our own households. You got all kinds of spirits coming home from them public schools. You understand? You got kids partaking in all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's why the spirit of homosexuality is growing rapidly in this country. Why? Why? What is the spirit of truth that in your house? What is the spirit of truth that in you? Mm. Next one I want to go to. Jeremiah 5 and 25. Still talking about the people that that, that inside underneath this, this teaching. Your iniquities, means your sins, have turned away these things. And your sins have withholding the good things from you. God want to bless his people. God has called you to prosper. God has called you to prosper in all areas of your life. But it's your sins. It's your faults. It's your unrepentant deeds that's causing God to hold up his fist of um, blessings from you. As Anita always said, she had a dream a couple of weeks ago. She just saw this the hand of God just being closed up. Full of blessings that he want to release to his people. Full of blessings he want to release to his flock. But God can't release it. God has a set order for the church that they got to get lined up with before he release that flow of blessing that you won't even have room to receive. You got to line yourself up with the word of truth. And you got to walk in it. You understand? As long as you're operating, and Satan knows this, as long as you're operating in sin, you'll never have that covering over your head. You'll never have that covering of heaven over your head like Job had. We call it a hedge of protection. That's a form of heaven. Well, you ain't got to worry about no enemy attacking you. You ain't got to worry about no demon, no principalities coming wrecking shop against you. Because God has raised up a standard against it. That's a form of heaven. That's a form of rest that most Christians don't even enter into in their whole lifetime. So, let's see. Let's, let's flip to the New Testament and see what God has to say. Because when you're sitting underneath this kind of madness, this kind of teachings, this kind of strong wine, and you're not getting understanding, your ears have become dull of hearing. Your eyes you can't see because you ain't got no vision. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. So my thing is, is the church really making an impact in our society? Or are we doing opposite of what God says? Are we raising up people opposite of what God has said that we're supposed to be raising up? Let's look at chapter 9. Um, chapter, um, excuse me, Shalakia. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, and it reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? 
But because we're listening to this madness, because we don't have the real truth being taught to us through some of these leaders, look what we actually have in the houses of God. What I call these harlot houses out here. Listen to what we have raised, being raised up in there. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, this is what you got to do, leaders. Be inventory what you got in your house. Because everybody that comes to church on Sunday ain't saved. You understand? And some people been under your teachings for six to eight years, even longer in some places. What kind of change are they bringing about in their lives? Or are you sitting up here pacifying these type of people instead of rebuking and cutting sin through the word of truth? Bringing these type of people to repentance so that they can come to the understanding and have an opportunity to have salvation through Christ. Are you bringing them to that? Or are you um, pacifying these people because you care more about filling your pulpits than you do about teaching the word of truth? And I'm going to skip down because I want to cover and make sure I go through everything that I need to touch today. Because I want you to show you how Jesus said that these people are going to end up coming into the church. Let me get my scriptures right quick. That's why I love Jesus so much, man, because he, he put it on front street when those are trying to go fake, fake it to make it. You serve a savior. That's why I, I, I despise watching these movies, man. I said it last time. Everybody try to portray Jesus as this European that 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 just humble, that just sat there and let the world spit on them, throw at them, and do everything that they wanted to do to him. And that Jesus was the ultimate revolutionary. He changed the whole world. He changed the whole government. He changed the whole religious system. He pushed it in the eye. You understand? He had backbone. He took a stand when he needed to take a stand. He wasn't no way back, laid back, jelly back. He was a soldier. And God said when he raised Israel up in these last days, when he put his spirit back into them, he gave them their understanding, their head is who they are. And when he get done filling them with the word of truth, he said that they're going to stand as a vast mighty army. That's what God looking for in these days. Somebody ain't going to back down from going against speaking the truth out here in this dead world, this dark world. Somebody that ain't going to sit there and turn their back and run just because they came under some type of attack. You understand? That's what God looking for. That's a leader. You know what I'm saying? The kingdom going to be filled with men. Leaders going to lead in the kingdom. We ain't even taught the kingdom of God the right way. Why? God gave Israel his law, statute, and commandments. God called Israel to be a light unto the Gentiles. But the problem that we have in the world was that we had these other nations that we shouldn't have been following trying to teach the word of God. And they are unlearned and they have no understanding. And then when you get a soldier, when you get somebody on some backbone that's willing to speak the truth, they ain't willing to take your gold and your silver, they're willing to stand up for righteousness' sake, what do these false prophets do? You try to sit there, you try to hush them, you try to silence them, you want them to sit down. Ain't nobody sitting down. God raising up Joshua's in this generation. We got the, the Bible said that Israel going to take the kingdom. Read your book. Israel done away with. Get out of here with that madness. Told you, man. When I study this word, I study this word from an angle. I'm going to rebuke every false teaching that's out here in this world. It ain't going to penetrate this. And you got to become a strong enough Christian to understand. Ain't no false doctrine, no philosophy of man is going to penetrate this. Because when the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your mind. 
That's your battlefield. Don't let nobody fill, fill it with garbage. Let's see where this stuff came from. I'm about to close out here in a minute. Matthew chapter 24, verses 5 through 14. This is how this madness got crept into the church. The same way the serpent beguiled Eve was the same way the serpent was going to beguile the, the, the woman, the woman's seed, which is the church. He was going to take the word of God, philosophize, change it, twist it, to deceive many. And how was he going to do it? Let's read. Verse 24 and 5 says, This Jesus talking, this is our king talking. For many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ. When you look at the word Christian, what's the root word of the word Christian? Christ. That's what he was telling the disciples. Many was going to come in the name of Christianity and was going to deceive many. And shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and diverse places, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. This ain't even happened yet on the earth. It happened when the fall of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., but guess what happened to us the fall of Jerusalem in 70 A.D.? Many of those Israelites, over a million of them, fell into the mountain areas of Africa, Egypt, that region. And then they began a, a migration process to the southern end of um, Africa, Yemen, Sudan, and to the west coast of Africa, the Ivory Coast. Now for those that know history, since we can't teach the history of the book, go back and study who was actually placed on those slave ships that were scattered to the four corners of the earth. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. Boot that lie. Many should come in my name saying that they are Christ, using that title of Christianity. That ain't nothing called. It used to be called Christendom. When it was first came into invention in 300, uh, 320 A.D., the teachings of Babylon, pagan teachings, mixed with the teachings of Christ or the teachings of the church, which made Christendom. One of those teachings that they put in that doctrine was Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm, I'm following. And a lie I won't believe. And there's two more places to go and we bite out of here. Flip me to uh, 2 Corinthians. Chapter 11, verse 2 through 4. See here, we, we ain't learn no history, we learn his story. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 through 4. This is what Paul had to say. Just to let you know, he's talking about the church. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have inspired you to one heaven, being Christ, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent began Eve through his subtlety, 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 so your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh Preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, 
which you, you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. That lets you know how many of these doctrines have been spread throughout this earth, through the church. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what are we doing? What, what's the day's date? The day is what? What day of the week is this? Well, what's the, what the day is this? Sunday. When God gave Israel the commandments, did he say worship? He said he told them to keep the what? Sabbath day and keep it holy. Is the Sabbath day on Sunday? Sabbath day is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Why are we all up in here this morning? Tradition. Falling after the precepts of men, the tradition of men, and not following the word of God. And when you fall in sin, and when you fall after these things that you don't know not, you know what it, uh, the Bible say? It profits you what? Nothing. It's in what? Vain. But to pacify that, you get all these religions, one thing they talk about, the laws of God are done away with. Why do they say that? Why is that false doctrine being taught? Because they don't want to conform. Man has always tried to find a back door to get into the kingdom of God. And God said there's only one way to come to God. That's through Christ. And then when you study the word closely, when you come through Christ, you've got to come through Israel. You've got to come through his church. You understand that? Don't fall after the doctrine of men. You understand? Learn this word for yourself. Study show thyself approved. But I'm so glad and I'm closing out because I'm stuck on enough or said what I had to say. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 23 and 4. This is what I get comfort in. Knowing that in that last hour, God's going to fill us the right way. He already started this work with Christ. But we have to get back. We have to get back aligned into what God has called us to be in. That's why ain't no power being demonstrated. Not on the level that God called it to be. Because Jesus told his disciples, greater works than these that shall ye do. They did greater works. Where are our greater works at? When I say I, I mean everybody got to analyze their own self. Because when you go to God, you're going before your own self. Where are your greater works at? This is what I like. This is my promise. I'm closing on this. I had another verse to go to. Um, to expose these prophets, but I done said enough. But this this the promise I'm holding on to. And I see it more and more. I see so many people waking up out of their sleep. There's so many people. Most of y'all are in the house of destiny right now because your whole system of religion has failed you. you. You wanted something new. You wanted something fresh. You want to be refilled. You, want, you were thirsty. You were thirsty for understanding. And God has placed a, a tremendous mandate over this house. We got a great word spiritually that's going to build you spiritually flowing through these walls in here. You understand that? That's what you got to tap into. That's what's going to lead you over the mountain. That's what's going to lead you to the, the, the kingdom to come. Not this watered down doctrine of man. It's about building you up inside out. You can't tear down a dynasty. You can't tear down an empire. You can't tear down a spiritual being, which we are, from the outside in. You got to destroy them from the inside out. That's been the attack of the enemy the whole time. Yeah, you're born again in Christ, but I'm going to take what you put to know in Christ. I'm going to twist it, mess it up, so I can ruin you from the inside out. But listen to what God said he's going to do in these last days. And I'm seeing around the world, you, you, the, the truth is being spread. Because God, Jesus had, he said, the end shall not come until this gospel of the kingdom is taught throughout the four corners of the earth. Christianity being prevalent for thousands of years. Why haven't the Messiah returned? 
Why ain't there peace on earth? Look at our, go- our government. When America go out, ain't nobody conquering the line. I say it all the time. When it go out and it conquer territory, it takes three entities with it. It takes its government, which is what? Democracy. It takes its um, financial system or economy, which is what? Capitalism. And what's the third entity that this government takes around the earth with them? It's religion, Christianity. The false brand of Christianity. Not the truth. Not the true church. Because God wouldn't allow nobody to go over there and take somebody else's resources. Use lies and deception to kill and mass murder millions. God wouldn't fall for that. That's not the God I serve. Shouldn't be the God you serve. Learn to read beyond the headlines on CCNN News. Fox News. You understand? Learn to get the truth for yourself. It's all about empowerment in the spirit, people. But God said, I will set up shepherds over them. Talking about his people, his church, which shall feed them. And they shall fear no more. Not be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord. And I'm closing there this morning. God gave us a promise. Even though all this mess has been happening, even from the beginning of the church, even to the church of all, which is Israel, God said, I'm still going to raise up leaders that's going to follow my voice, that's going to hear my voice, and they're going to speak, thus says the Lord. That's going to lead millions to repentance. That's going to lead millions to my kingdom. We're living in an hour, folks. Y'all don't understand how close this time is that we're living in. If you study the Bible closely, you realize so many of the, uh, of the symbols and the prophecies being fulfilled already. Christ's return is imminent. Only reason why he hasn't returned yet because God is long-suffering. But it's going to come a time because man has the capacity to destroy the whole earth. With their weaponry and their technology, they can destroy the whole earth and kill everything on this planet. And that's the main reason why God said that he had to shorten up the times in the end. At least no flesh shall remain. You understand? He said he was going to do it for the elect's sake. God said, no man know the day, nor the um, hour. But to those that got wisdom, those that got understanding, those that got eyes to see and ears to hear, God did tell them that he was going to show them what season it was going to be in. The season is promised to us to know. We just wasn't going to know the day or the hour. And I'm closing there for today. And my call and my petition to y'all this morning, if any of y'all in here, <clears throat> if you, you got any type of sin in your life, don't wait for tomorrow to try to get it straight. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. If you know that you've done some things, if you know you did things contrary to God's will, then, hey, the door's open for you for repentance. I wouldn't walk outside of this church door without making things right in my own heart with God. It ain't about making things right with man. Man ain't got a heaven or a hell or a lake of fire to put you in. You understand? Only thing any man can do, only thing a man back here that's teaching you the word, all he can do is preach this word, preach the truth. It's the Bible that's going to judge you. People talking about, well, you, only God can judge me. That's the reason why your heart's being pricked right now. God judging you. He's pulling on you so he can make a, uh, a decision. The battle of Jehoshaphat, the battle of decisions. Are you going to walk for him, or are you going to continue to try to be in this world? So as I close the day, I open up the floor to anybody. Anybody need to come down for prayer? Anybody want to come down for repentance? It's between you and God. Don't look at Vernon. Vernon got his own sins, his own faults that he got to account for. I'm just here. I'm just a mouthpiece this morning. It's up to every individual. It's up to every individual. Do know this. 
running down. Well, your eyes closed on this side and this.